You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Look, as an experienced train rider, I'm just going to tell you... Is this what you're calling yourself now? Well, I mean, I am a bit of an experienced train rider. I've done it many times. I'm just going to say you you really need to follow my lead. Several, several times. Several times. How many times have you? I don't recall. Yeah, that's because it's zero. (laughs) So therefore, I am an expert, and you have to listen to everything that I'm telling you. Oh, my God. That's kind of how it works. Well, look, there's a lot of things about etiquette. It's a whole different kind of traveling. It's a sophisticated way of traveling, and I think you really, really should. This has been a trying week with me and you, (laughs) too. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast on all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, a uh, couple of notes of business here right at the top. I do want to say this. Thank you to everyone who's been going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. You are awesome. You're our heroes. Yes. Yes, all of you. Our heroes. Wow. Heroes. It's true, Greg. Heroes. Okay, well, that's good. It helps good. us out quite immensely. It does indeed. And we really, really appreciate that. So thank you so much for doing that. Just go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link before you purchase anything. And uh, also... Uh, one podcast note, I know some people were having trouble with iTunes. I guess iTunes is having some issue with uh, the show was showing up and disappearing. You can always go to the website, uh, go to our website and get it, or on Stitcher or any other place like that that carries podcasts. iTunes is... They're fantastic, but they're weird. They're finicky. They're finicky. Mm-hmm. And when something goes wrong, it's... Well, you're saying they're fantastic, like iTunes is an entity and they're listening to us right now. Uh, they they are. Oh, okay, I love iTunes. Yes. iTunes is my best friend. See, that's where the problem was before because <laughs> you weren't saying those things, sir. Uh-huh. Anyway, it uh, should be all resolved now. So there we go. That's business. Um, but we were talking about Amazon, and Amazon is based in Seattle. And Sarah, that is where you and I are going to be We going sure this are, Greg. So we've got... Uh, this has been like a, wanna... travel, a travel plan week. It really has been. Much. So uh, Sarah and I were... I, we can't actually say the company, but Sarah and I were hired to go up to Seattle this weekend. for It's for a market research study, and I can say that much. I just can't say what the company is mm-hmm. because they didn't give us clearance to say that yet. But we're going to be going so, to... Sounds like, so fancy. It does, sound, it does sound all fancy. I mean, it's it kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. So we were hired to go up to Seattle this weekend, and we're going to be going to the Seafair, uh, which is the big festival up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing something out there. Which, by the way, Seafair is like the Rose Festival times a thousand. It is the most I've insane... Never... There are going to be... More people there that you can even fathom. It's going to be hot. It's going to be lots and lots of people. Okay, I want to ask you about it because I've never been to the sea. Mm, I used to go all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I've never been to that. It's a big, that giant thing there in Seattle. So I want to ask you questions about that. But before we get to that, we have to get to how we're getting there, and this is what is happening. So we're going to be taking the train up to Seattle. I am so excited to ride the train. Which uh, we're taking this afternoon and and heading up there. And the thing is, Sarah has never ridden the train before. I haven't. I haven't ridden the the Omtrak before. I mean, I've ridden the train like I've ridden uh, like uh, overseas. I've ridden the train. I mm-hmm. rode the train in California once, but it was like a commuter train. It was only like a half hour. So I mean, I've never really gone on a full fledged train ride. Oh yeah, this is a full on four hour train ride. Like this well, is here's super thing, exciting. This is a very sophisticated way to travel. And it as is sophisticated. I said, as an experienced train rider. Oh my god. Um, you know, I've taken this trip to Seattle before on this train. You have gone on the train before to Seattle. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, 
What's it like? Well, number one, I hope you're dressing up. I am, of course. I always, you know, I dress up to travel. Okay. I always dress up on planes. I'm gonna dress up. I'm gonna wear like a hat. Probably a full length dress. Maybe some gloves. Full length dress. Full length. Yeah, don't even show any ankle. Hundred degree weather, be damned. Yep. Nope. Full length. I've got to wear a ball gown. All right. Yes. So, so you need to do that. uh, Number one. But also, here's the thing, though. On the train, you know. It's kind of my kind of traveling because I can walk around and I can go wherever I want. And Nobody you, you wants you wandering around a train, Greg. You can wander and you can sit and talk to people and you meet people. You talk to people on the no, train? No, I don't talk okay, to people. Okay, I was going to say, I, that sounds not like you. Unless it's to my advantage, then I do. So they do have a thing called a, the the scenic car. This, uh, I think it's called the scenic car. I'm gonna There's name a scenic it. car? I'm going to name it that. Yeah, it's Are a, all the cars scenic? Aren't you going through scenery all the time with windows? You are, but, that's the, but the scenic car is kind of like the lounge. There's a lounge? Yeah, it's where you go hang out, and that's where you meet people. That's where you talk. That's where you get down to the nitty-gritty and you find out the dirt on everybody. No, what you go to the lounge. What kinds of people hang out in the scenic lounge between Portland and Seattle? Me. Oh, people so, like so me. the classiest of folks. Yeah, people who want to talk about what's going on outside. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Columbia right there. And, and you'll see all kinds of different things. You know, you'll be able to give facts to people. People like it when you interrupt their <gasps> conversations and give them facts. Greg, I like, do have one initial train question. Okay. How does the train, for the love of God, get across the Columbia River? <laughs> well, you see, Sarah, when you get down there, there's uh, barges and different things. No, I mean, honestly, like, to... I don't, like, I don't see it on the interstate bridge. Is there, like, a bridge underneath the interstate bridge? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Why are you laughing? It's an honest question. They go through the, uh, the, the tunnel. What tunnel? The tunnel, there's the tunnel between tunnel. Oregon and Washington. There's not a tunnel. Yeah. There's a tunnel? There isn't a tunnel. Yeah. There is not. Yeah, it's called uh, the Warnel. <laughs> you had me going until you War- called it the Warnel. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a, with a word for Washington, Oregon. Like, instead of a tunnel, it's the Warnel. What? W-A-O-R. No. Warnel. Yeah. No, seriously, though, is there like a... <laughs> like, how does it go across? Uh, Carrie uh, says the same way the Max goes across the river. I don't the know Max how the Max doesn't goes- go across the river, actually. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't go into Vancouver. How does the, is there like a bridge underneath the bridge? It's a, it's a secret Greg, bridge. Greg, seriously, that's, I, in order to get on the, the train ride needs to start going. How do we jump across the Columbia River? They, they have the temporary bridge that they put out when, when the train goes up it there. It just kind of shoots out? Yeah, it's, it, it raises up, so it normally God it's lowered down to the bottom it, of the I'm water. I'm just asking you and one then it's question. Like, it's kind of like a, like a drawbridge, only it raises up from the bottom. The train goes over, and then it raises back down into the, oh, okay. into the bed of the water. I guess you'll just have to wait to find out. Greg, no, seriously, though. <laughs> I don't want to tell you. You have to tell me. Just tell me. There's a bridge underneath the interstate bridge, right? Um, I don't know. Do you, don't, do you even know the answer? Yes, there is a bridge. but It's not a bridge underneath the bridge. There is a train bridge. There's a train bridge? There's a train bridge. Where's the train bridge? I'm sorry, is it east or west? Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and let this go, and oh, you will have to figure. Okay. You will have to figure it out. Okay, I was just wondering. All right, so you anyway, so we're on the train. We're on the train. You're wandering around telling everybody you're Larry Omtrock. Probably. Well, okay. That, let's 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 get to, let's get to the to the beginning of this. So, the train, as I said, anyway, the scenic car. Now that we know how it gets across the river, the scenic car. Is where somebody would give facts about something like that. Now, there's that. <laughs> and then you there's giving also, your train facts in the scenic car? That sounds like hell. Yeah. In the live chat right now, I just want to point out, uh, which for live subscribers, you can get to live chat. Uh, Tugi in the chat says, brain hurts. That's how my head is feeling right now. I'm trying to get it back on track after going through what just happened right there. Okay. 
Oh, yes, life is hard. Life life is hard. Mm-hmm. Life is hard explaining this to you. See, this is why you know you what? Didn't have in, to make it honesty, hard. I just asked you a simple question. In all honesty, I don't think may, maybe we shouldn't sit together when we're on the train. I'd rather probably sit apart from you. I'm okay with that. To, to, well, you should want to sit next to me as an experienced <laughs> train traveler, so that way you can seem cool as somebody who knows all about the train ride. Well, I think you might kind of bring my style down. Oh. On the train, I'm kind of a different person. It's kind of like a switch goes off, and I'm like, oh okay, God. here I am. I've seen you traveling element. before. You never, I've never seen a switch flip where all of a sudden you're like classy Greg. I'm on the train. I'm classy Greg. This is the one spot classy, in the world that you're in classy. I am a classy train rider. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a damn good train rider. I can, I can be there with the classiest of the groups. I can mix and mingle, and I'm suave, and I'm all kinds of what different What kinds things. of groups are there on trains? All kinds of groups. There's different sections. Like, you'll see it kind of sectioned off. There'll be the ruffians and the people, you know, uh, drinking beer on the train and things like that. I'm a wine drinker on the train, I think is what it'll probably be. Oh, my Because I'm sophisticated. And now, as that, as that goes on, you know, as, as I walk around there, I can <laughs> talk to different kinds of people. And, and it's like I have a whole different life. Like a whole different life when I'm on the train. Well, yeah, I, I don't, don't want to take really away from be... your train life. I mean, I just... mean, unless there's this. You know, actually, I can think about this. There is a way you could help me. So I've talked about it before how I, I, like, I like to tell people that I'm a train tycoon. You know, being Larry, Larry Omtrock, heir to the Omtrock fortune. I knew that was coming. I mean, that's, that's one, of my, one of my things in life. Like, most people don't know where Amtrak comes from. They don't even know what it stands for. So if you just say it's the Omtrock family and I'm Larry Omtrock. Heir to the Amtrak fortune. Now, how excited would you be riding that train? Say you're just a regular person riding the train. How would you like to just be sitting Just a regular next to nobody. Just regular riding nobody. That train. Just a, just a good for nothing nobody. And then suddenly your good day, you know, boring, doing menial things. All of a sudden, who's that sitting next to you? Well, who's that nice gentleman? And he just whispers to you, sorry, I'm trying to be undercover. Uh, my name's Larry Amtrak. I'm I don't think like fancy people say that they're undercover. Really, no, because of my fame. No, this is how it would be. So say like you're All you're right, the so regular you're nobody. Next to me. And pl- plus, I don't want a stranger sitting next to me and whispering to me. Okay, That's like you're the a regular nobody ever. And the handsome, I'm a regular train nobody. Yeah, and a handsome, dapper gentleman sits sits down across from you. Although Greg is rub, you can't see it, but Greg's rubbing his chest in here like he's some like handsome, dapper gentleman. All the while wearing a Bluth's frozen banana stand shirt, like the classiest. <laughs> the classiest. This isn't t-shirt. the outfit I'm going to wear on the train. No, okay. So That's say not your train outfit. Okay, so there you are, just some peon sitting on the train. Some uh, some nobody and and I'm just a know nothing. You're right, a know just, nothing, and I sit down across from like you, bullshit last handsome name. dapper gentleman. Is there? Oh, excuse me. Are you gonna ma'am. shower before you get on the train? That'll probably help you. Did you already shower? I already showered. You need to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm throwing you off. I can't throw off Larry Armstrong. I'm though. sitting down across from you, this good for nothing lady. Just absolutely nothing. Worthless. Last name means nothing. Who cares? <laughs> Last name, who gives a shit? <laughs> so I sit down across from you. Don't whisper, though. <laughs> and, and, and you know, in my, in my dapper ways, I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I was looking for another seat, and I noticed this one across from you wasn't taken. Do you mind if I join you on our journey? Am I, am I excited about Your this? wooed, number one. <laughs> Number one, yes, you're excited. You're sitting there lonely. Your life is meaningless. And all of a sudden, <laughs> bam. Fate drops by. Fate drops in. In the form of And what are you going to do? You're going to tell it to go away? You're going to tell it not to sit there? No, you're going to tell me to sit down. So I have to become so exactly opposite of what I am, a desperate, lonely woman. <laughs> so this is how of it is. Of course you are. <laughs> and so I sit down there. 
And, and Thanks to this disgusting uh, blob of a human. Whatever you are. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Barely so. a sentient being. All right, so I'm, I'm sitting down across from you. Changing your life, by the way, just by sitting there. I have made your year already. Yes. Because, because so, you know, I'm sitting so there. you're so handsome. And okay. Yes, because of my, my dapper, handsome ways. You know, and so, so I'll, then I'll make some small talk. And this is how it's going to work with What's different people on the talk? train. Your small talk was just you blurting that you're famous. My, <laughs> no, I haven't blurted that yet. Oh, my. What a lovely, what a lovely afternoon. You know, I do... Love the hustle and bustle of city life, but sometimes there's nothing like sitting on the train, just like our ancestors did, riding <laughs> through the countryside and the beautiful, beautiful scenery. Don't you agree? Yes. yes. It's, it's a beautiful train. Absolutely. So what are you, why are you, you know, so, I'm a fast why are you so handsome and sitting next to me? <laughs> I knew you would be wondering that. I'm sure everybody's wondering that. <laughs> when they look at us, they're like, oh, what, is, what a kind man. <laughs> How nice of him to escort her. Uh, so, uh, yes, I, I figured you would be wondering that. Well, I've got a little secret I'd like to tell you. I'm undercover right now. I'm sorry I'm traveling on the train. You may notice some of the uh, attendants uh, notice me. I've told them not to draw attention. My name is... Is Larry, you see. It's Larry Omtrock. I'm heir to the Omtrock fortune, and I love going out and traveling on my trains with the common people like you. I don't even know how to respond to you. <laughs> well, you're amazed and okay. you're wooed. I get that reaction a lot. You know, that's number oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're smitten. I'm smitten. You're smitten now. Smitten. You didn't realize you were sitting next to Larry Omtrock. Larry Omtrock. Of the heir, heir to the Omtrock heir fortune. Heir to the Omtrock fortune. Who, you know, obviously is uh, something way above the level that you could ever achieve. Totally. You know, I mean, it's just never going to happen for you. But then here I am. Here you are. Sitting right in front of you. We're breathing the same air. And that's when I go, you know, I I don't like to use my card on these things to purchase beverages because they see my name, Larry Omtrak. Would you mind buying one for me? <laughs> There's no way that that sounds like <laughs> And I'll, I'll pay you back in, at the end, but uh, I don't want them to know it's me. See, and that's, that's how I get you to buy me drinks. Oh. How I often do you, you get to buy uh, multi-millionaire drinks? Oh, now you're a multi-millionaire, Larry Omtrak, heir I'm to assuming. the Omtrak fortune? yeah. yeah. So that's that's how it all works out. Oh, Greg, I want to watch you do this to somebody on the train today. <laughs> that sounds like it will be magical. If the attendants see the name on my car, they'll freak out, and we don't want that. Daddy doesn't like it when I... <laughs> <laughs> Daddy doesn't like it when I tell everybody who I am. <laughs> <laughs> see, and this is what I'll do. I'll go around. Mm. Now, the way you actually could help me out with this, with, with, while, with Why, our drifting scheme... In what world scheme, do you think I'm going to help you out with anything? Well, I'll throw you... I don't know. I'll if you don't you sit next beer. to me, that's half. Who are you? I mean, I don't want. What can I? Give I don't want you? anything. What I want from you in exchange is for you to not sit with me. Well, okay. I won't. <laughs> all right. Here's the only way that'll happen. Okay. What you have to do is set the stage for me before I walk in there. So we can. We're going to go from car to car, and we're going to run this scheme probably seven, eight times, however many cars there are. And what you need to do is walk into the car ahead of me. Okay, you're going to go in like maybe 10 minutes ahead of me, and you're going to sit down, and you're going to be all excited. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's here. 
I can't believe he's on this train. But I'm just looking around, like yeah, and you're trying to make desperate eye contact yes, with somebody. Making desperate eye contact. I can't believe that it's really him. Yeah, yeah. And then you're gonna look <laughs> it's around. It's him. Yeah, and you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I've never been so close to someone so like this. So and, famous. Yes. Especially like d- doing the thing that they're known for. He brushed against my shoulder, and then you're gonna say that really loud, and people people are gonna get all all worked up. There's gonna, gonna be, be a like, tizzy. What? Who was what? What are you talking about? Who's on the train? What what's going on? Who's who's with us? Is it David Hasselhoff? No, no, no. Is it Justin Bieber? No, it's Larry Omtrock. Larry Omtrock. <laughs> you know the heir to the Omtrock fortune. Oh my God! I, he heard said that he was going to come into this car and hang out with us for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. See, and you do that, set the stage, and then I'll walk in unbeknownst that my cover's been blown. You know, and I'll sit down just like a regular gentleman, and I'll start the whole scam again, and I'll sit down there and before. I know it. Everybody's buying me drinks. Jez in the chat says, sometimes I'm really glad I live really, really far away from Greg. <laughs> oh, I'll do that. I'll, I'll let you find some silver foxes, some silver okay. fox You've got to really sell it, though. You've got to really sell it. Like, you just can't believe it. How can I really sell something that I'm not excited about? Well, pretend. You've got to pretend. Okay. Otherwise, I'm going to sit right next to you and do this the whole time. Do what? Just talk? Yep. Ew. Talk about Larry Homtrock and I'm going to give you train facts. <laughs> All the whole four hours. I'll do that for four hours straight. Or you have to help me with my grifting. So what, what's, the, what's the end game? The end game, I get people to buy me drinks. I don't know. Maybe so they give all me some you cash. Want, all you want is for people. What? So you think because you're famous, because you're claiming because that I'm Larry your last Omtruck name is on the train, people will give you cash? No, and I can't tell the staff. That's why they can't know who I am. So your end game is you want people to give you drinks or cash. That's yeah. what you just said. Yeah, because I can't use my Larry Omtruck visa. No, actually, Larry Omtruck has the, whatever the black one is, the black. Uh, oh, the American Express. Yeah, sure, that one. Oh, the black, the black card. Sure, yeah. But mm-hmm. I can't use it because I don't want the staff to see my last name, you see. So if you wouldn't mind spotting me a, a beverage, whatever you common people drink, I'll have one of those. And then that's all that's all work. We'll go car to car. Wow. I'll be swimming in drinks. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's Wait, your job. Wait, they have job. drinks on the train? Yeah. Oh, fancy. Well, I mean, you can go to the bar, the bar car. car. I'm pretty sure you can, yeah. Awesome. Well, if not, then I'm just going to take cash. You'll just hi. I'm Larry Omtrak. Give me cash. <laughs> snacks. Wait. Are, I'll take my. I'll take. Are I'll you take trying it to like snacks. rob the train? Is this what you're doing? I'm not robbing the train. It I can't sounds like rob you're trying them. to rob the train. I can't rob them if they if they just give me, you know, if they're just handing it over. Ooh, yeah. Okay, Ed in the live chat has a suggestion. Greg, why doesn't Sarah just go in and announce your arrival, but say he wants to be treated just like anyone else? Yes. Genius. Thank you, Ed. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else I need to know for the train? Um, that's about it. Okay. Be very excited about me anytime I walk into a room. Okay. Well, that's really not going to happen. All right. So what? what is the seafare? You know, and this is what we're going up there. We're going to be doing something at the seafare. But I have never. Greg's going to be flying a plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's it. I'm that's the new it. Blue Angel. The end. Greg's but the, blue the newest Blue there. Angel. Yes. That's what you could use on the train. What? That I'm a Blue Angel? I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No. That would be more impressive than Larry Armstrong. Well, yeah, until anybody in any kind of military service finds out I'm trying to be a pretend I'm a blue angel. Oh, That's I guess not, I didn't think about that. Yeah, no, I don't have a death wish. I'm not going to do that. But Larry Armstrong. Larry Armstrong. That's fine. I can do that. So 
Maybe Larry Amtrak is going to go on a ride with the Blue Angels. Well, Larry Amtrak has gone on a ride with the Blue sure, Angels before. Absolutely, times. Larry mm-hmm. Amtrak has. Oh, yes, I remember my vacation with Richard uh, Branson when we went off to one of his islands. First we go to his island, then we go to my island. <laughs> it's kind of a trade-off. That's what we do on, uh, on our days off. Larry Amtrak. Okay. All right, so Seafair. Seafair. What what happens at the Seafair? What exactly is the It celebrates things all land and sea. God, I used to, my parents would drag me to it every year, my sister and I, because it's all kinds of planes and boats and ships and so military stuff. is it like a stuff. week-long festival or a weekend festival? Yeah, it's or? like a weekend festival. It's basically okay. like Seattle's Rose Festival. Okay. So there are like parades and uh, it's just, it, there are a billion people. Okay. Just a, a billion, like it's all patriotic. Um, billions of people, like boats, planes. Usually the Blue Angels are flying there. Uh, they are going to be there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's fun. I mean, there are lots of... Lo- I can't stress enough how many people there are. Okay. It's going to be like the most crowded area that you've ever seen. Okay. Yeah. All right. But it should be interesting. I don't know. I haven't gone in like 25 years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. All right. All right. You like those things. You like boats and planes. I like boats and planes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crowds I get a little worked up about, but that's okay. We're, we've been hired to do it. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can go into that. Oh, yeah, it's fine. I can handle that. Sure. Um, all right. Well, that'll be fun. That'll be cool. If you are in Seattle, too, and uh, at the Seafair, I guess we'll or be there at some Seattle. point. Yeah. yeah. Get a hold of us. Yeah. Because we'll be there for, yeah. Yes, indeed. All day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. <sighs> well, see, you are not selling the Seafair very well. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I just, I, I remember it from... You know, growing up in a military family, my parents would always drag us to, like, every boat or plane thing. Oh. So all of them kind of blended together, especially, like, living on a Navy base. Like, there are a constant, you know, like, festivals and, like, uh-huh. fairs. And that was always, like, the not fun ones because we'd want to go to the ones with rides and stuff. But these were, like, the informative <laughs> ones. These were, you know, like... Oh, mar- who didn't turn off their phone there? I who have was, it on who silent. Who was yelling my at me about turning my it. phone off? It actually just reminded me to pay my rent. Well, I'm glad that happened right now. Oh, my God. Look, my phone is on site. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, no, but I just, uh, when I was growing up, like, Seafair was just kind of like, oh, it's a learning weekend. Like, we have to go there and learn about planes. Oh, and that sounds and miserable. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then maybe I will like it. I think you will. All right. This will be cool. Yeah, you don't this like cool. fun, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Should we do a little bit of uh yeah, there we go. There we go. Getting hot flashes over here. <laughs> Don't say that on a plane when I'm near you. No, actually, fan yourself like you're just, oh, you're about ready to faint mm-hmm. just before Larry Omtrak walks in the room. Wait, do I faint when I see you? No, you faint afterwards when you r- rush into one of the cars like, oh my gosh, oh my god. <laughs> Greg just got himself all worked up. I do, de- am I a southern woman now? Sure. I do declare, I do believe there's a Mr. Larry Armstrong right here on this very train. (laughs) (laughs) He told me not to tell anyone. He told me he wants to be treated just like everybody else. Yeah. So let's all buy Larry Armstrong a big, big drink. Larry Armstrong. Yep, there we go. Does that work? Yep, that's good. Okay. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Uh, here, wait. And my world of crazy is freezing. All right. My favorite headline of the day reads as such. There is a turkey on the loose, Greg. What? 
a turkey okay. at the University of Michigan that is uh, terrorizing students oh, no. all over campus. Uh-oh. It's a terrorizing turkey. <sighs> mm-hmm. So the very aggressive turkey terrorizes University of Michigan a campus. very aggressive turkey. A very aggressive turkey. Turkeys are kind of scary. Turkeys are scary. Well, birds in general. <laughs> birds in general are scaring you? Sometimes they're scary, except for okay. parrots that can sing. All right. That's about it. Uh, so the University of Michigan Police Department is hunting a very aggressive turkey that has been stalking the grounds of the school's north campus for the past few months. Oh. So the deputy chief uh, said the turkey, which has gained pic- uh, fame all around campus from pictures posted to social media by students and faculty, was uh, first reported last month. And seven official reports have been filed this month against the aggressive <laughs> turkey. This turkey is stalking people. So uh, the police chief says he hasn't hurt anybody, but he's a very aggressive bird. He's also created traffic hazards because apparently he likes to lay down in the middle of the road and not move, and it can be very difficult for the buses and cars to get around him. <laughs> Why doesn't someone just turkey. Sh- chase the turkey off? You weren't going to say eat chase. It. You were, you were going to say shoot. Shoot it. Why doesn't yeah. somebody just shoot the damn turkey? I don't Well, the turkey is like running the campus. Turkeys are delicious. Mm. So uh, this turkey has been running around. Apparently there were two turkeys, but one of them uh, was... <laughs> hit by a car when it kept laying in the middle of the road. Uh, So the police are working on a plan to recapture and locate the turkey, which has uh, been named by numerous faculty and students uh, Gobbles and Dr. Tom Tom. Gobbles and Dr. (laughs) Tom Tom. Wow. Actually, Dr. Tom Tom's pretty good. Oh, I like Gobbles. I'm I'm more of a Tom Tom fan. You're more of a Tom Tom, not not a Mr. Gobbles? Yeah. You're really thinking about that. Yeah. Okay. I think if I had a turkey, that's a, that's a pretty good name. Mr. Tom Tom? Yeah. Maybe I should get a turkey. Why would... No. They make lots of noises, too. Yeah. <laughs> what was that noise again? All right, so Gobbles, or Dr. Tom Tom, uh, is running around campus. And uh, so the school's pest management team is working with police on a plan to catch the turkey safely, humanely, not shoot the turkey, Greg. Catch the turkey and keep it safe from harm. In the meantime... How hard is it to stop a turkey? I don't know. This has been two months. Seven individual police reports this month alone have been filed against the turkey. This sounds like the most magical place on earth because (laughs) no crime ever happens. Nothing's ever wrong. The biggest kerfuffle is this turkey. The angry turkey. The angry turkey. Dr. Tom Tom's been terrorizing us. (laughs) In Ann Arbor. He's got to be stopped. Yeah, this is in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Well, Ann Arbor's kind of like she-she, isn't it? I'm not sure exactly. I thought so. Maybe. Okay, well, yeah. I really have very little knowledge as far as whether it is or not, but uh, I'm going to say, yeah, it's very she-she. Okay, so she Larry Omtrak has a vacation home in Ann Arbor. All right, well, it's being warned. Uh, the chief, but he'll shoot the turkey. The chief warns students and faculty to steer clear of Dr. Tom Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Tom Tom! Do not try to approach! Run. <laughs> Do not approach Dr. Tom Tom! We've gotten calls from people who have been trapped in corners by uh, Dr. Tom Tom and unable to move because he's cornered them. <laughs> Dr. Tom Tom is really causing a kerfuffle. We'll have therapists uh, available for those who were victimized by the turkey. Bye. Bye, Dr. Tom. Bye, Dr. Tom Tom. I can't even say his name! Uh, a story out of Port St. Lucie. Oh, most magical place. Speaking of the most magical place on earth, Greg. Yep. You know it's Port St. Lucie. Yep. I swear, I, I'm starting to get a, a Florida tick. Every time I meet someone from Florida, the second question that I ask them is, have you ever been to Port St. Lucie? I met somebody from Florida yesterday, and that's the only thing. And people Why always, do you do that? 
I don't know. I want to meet someone from Port St. Lucie. And, and the reason why Sarah's obsessed with it is because there's so many world of crazy stories that come out of Port St. Lucie. There's tons of seemingly that's insane people. That's where bath salts were created. That's where somebody ate someone's face off. Like, this is where all the weird... I don't think, no, that happened in Port St. Yes, Lucie. Yes, it but... did. Are you questioning me? Okay. All right. Do you think I don't know about bath salts and about face eating? Is this also what you brought up to the woman from Florida that you met? <laughs> Maybe that's why those conversations never go well. Yeah. Maybe that's not what somebody wants to talk about when they find out they're from (laughs) Florida. (laughs) Really? You're from Florida? Have you ever been to Port St. Lucie? You know that somebody ate ate another person's face there? Did you see that? Did you see it? Have you heard about this? (laughs) Have you ever seen somebody eat another face? (laughs) All right. Well, a Port St. Lucie woman has been arrested after being accused of bashing a man with a meat tenderizer and a broomstick. Wow, all right. Yeah, she just okay. decided to go to town on that one. So uh, this wonderful Port St. Lucie woman, uh, let's find her name here. Her name is uh, Tiffany Kearns. Tiffany. Tiffany Kearns, 50 years young, was put in jail on aggravated battery charge following the incident. So what happened is uh, police went to the address and a 54-year-old man was staying at the home with Kearns. And when the police showed up, Kearns had said that she had wanted him out of the residence. She stated that she physically had to throw him out of her house. Uh, the 54-year-old man who had cuts on his face and forearms said that Tiffany Kearns hit him with a meat tenderizer and then grabbed a broomstick and kept hitting him. She hit me with that meat tenderizer and then she grabbed a broomstick and kept going. Yeah, why would you go from meat tenderizer to broomstick? I would think it would be opposite. No, because they're running away, and you have a longer reach with the broomstick. Oh. So I was thinking the meat tenderizer does more damage. Yep, but if they realize that, they're probably running away. And you can have a distance. You have distance. You surprise them with the meat tenderizer. Okay. So they're not going to see that coming and getting close. But then they're going to know what's up. All right. Well, even though... Well, the man had scratches on his arms and face, but the 54-year-old man had no marks on his body, supporting the accusations of being struck with a meat tenderizer and or a broomstick. Oh. So somebody might have been getting a little uh, a little experimental with their descriptions. What? Oh, okay. What? I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I wasn't really sure what you were going to do. What? Where, where did you think I was going to Experimental seems, seemed like a weird word to use in that situation. <laughs> Didn't seem like the appropriate word. I don't think it was, quite honestly. I yeah. think I'm... I think you tried to bail yourself out, but it was a little too late. <laughs> I think I just maybe didn't want it pointed out. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all I could think about. <laughs> oh, all right. So the 54-year-old man had no marks in support of his accusations, being struck with a meat tenderizer and or a broomstick. Tiffany Kern said, I didn't hit him with the meat hammer. He got them cuts from my nails. Oh, okay. I like how she calls it her meat hammer, too. <laughs> Not meat tenderizer. I didn't hit him with the meat hammer. He got them cuts from my nails. Chip Kearns is quoted as saying, You're going to get a smack from the meat hammer if you're not careful. <laughs> Don't make me hit you with my meat hammer. Ew. <laughs> well, Tiffany Kearns was taken to the Port St. Lucie County Jail. And finally, Greg, I wanted to save this for last because it's a real hot button debate. Okay. Real hot topic. And I wanted to put this on the table for you to see what side... You lie on. So this is a very okay. divisive subject. I have feelings about this, and I want to know your feelings. Okay. So this is out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, where all of the compelling stories come from. A former Pennsylvania uh, governor. Wait, what was that? Former Pennsylvania governor. But stop looking at me. You're making me question everything I'm saying. I'm just trying to I'm clarify. I'm very warm. Ah. Former Pennsylvania. By the way, 
you want to know what she said what it's like to deal with me every day talking like that that's what it's like to deal with Sarah every day I'm very warm Ugh! that's that's pretty accurate I think we're going to come to fisticuffs one of these days it'd be a former Pennsylvania governor Ed Rendell has become the latest in a controversy controversy okay the latest high profile personality to what weigh do you in do? on the debate the debate that has been raging okay on whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. Greg, this is a debate that on I didn't or not, know was happening. It is taking the internet and uh, the world by storm. Whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. Now, okay. there, are, there are two categories. People who believe that a hot dog is its own entity and other people who believe a hot dog is, in fact, a type of sandwich. That is dumb. A hot dog is clearly its own entity. No, that a hot dog is a sandwich. A sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. It has meat, it has buns, it has toppings. It's a sandwich. Still well, not a sandwich. Let's say, okay, so this former Pennsylvania governor, which I don't even know why he's in the news. Who the fuck cares about what a former Pennsylvania governor thinks about a hot dog? Uh, he was asked by an interviewer to weigh in on the subject, which has recently become the topic of a heated internet debate. And he came out in favor of giving sandwich status to hot dogs. No. No, it is not a sandwich. Maybe that's why he's the former governor, right, Greg? Because he doesn't even know a hot dog from a sandwich. I would say so. Uh, so, this dummy ex-governor says, it's got bread. Would you put a hoagie in a sandwich category? What I would think is the hot dog, the cheesesteak, the hoagie, they're in the elite sandwich category. So he's even... No, a hoagie is a sandwich. A hot dog is not a sandwich. He says, if you eat a hot dog without the bun, it's not a sandwich, obviously. But if you use the bun, then it's just a different type of sandwich. But it's... It, it's yeah, it's a different type of sandwich, but it's still a sandwich. No. The bread is the key to making the hot dog a sandwich. Not true. Not at all. That is false. A hot dog is its own entity. I don't believe so. You know who if else you say, disagrees hey, with you? Hey, let's go out and get sandwiches. Do you think hot dog? Do you include hot dog in that? Yes. Let's I, go get I, a, I eat hot dog sandwiches. And I eat hot dogs, let's go which get are a, sandwiches. Let's go get a Subway sandwich. Do they have hot dog sandwiches there? No. Maybe. No. Because it's not a sandwich. Well, just because they don't have pimento loaf there doesn't mean that you can't have a pimento loaf sandwich. Like, it doesn't exist. What's a pimento loaf? I don't know. It's that weird, like, meaty-looking stuff. with. I think it has, like, olives in it. Oh, okay. It's, like, square. Why did you bring that up? Because I'm saying just because Subway doesn't have that, it doesn't Maybe mean... they do have pimento. Do you do I don't know? think they have pimento. Do you know that they don't have hot dogs? Yes. I am confident that they do not have hot dogs. <laughs> well, you know who else disagrees with you as well? Uh, a former guest of Fun Employment Radio, Hannibal Burris. Now, yep. he has come out with his stance where he believes that a hot dog is a sandwich as well. No, he's wrong. Though. A hot dog is a sandwich if you really think about it, says famed celebrity comedian Hannibal Burris. Hannibal knows nothing. It's bread, it's meat, it's toppings. It's just a different approach to the sandwich. It's not a classic sandwich, but it's a sandwich in spirit and has all the things a sandwich would have. Nope. This is what the internet's wasting time on today, everybody. It's not a sandwich. What's the chat saying? Largely in my favor, actually. No, it's not. I'm looking. People say they're saying that a hot dog is a sandwich. They are not saying that. Craig, how do you make a hot dog sandwich? <laughs> that's that's a joke I will not tell right now. <laughs> All right, there you have it. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Hot dog is not a sandwich. That is the end of that discussion. Uh -oh. Okay. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, Larry Armstrong. Thank you. Start addressing me as that because that's good. Okay, because stop talking to me like that. I swear <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to snap. <laughs>
I can't laughter. believe that plebeian woman was talking to me. <laughs> what was that thing over there that oh. was trying to address me? Well, I like to do charity work, and let me just say, I put my work in today. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I really want you to be wearing a seersucker suit on the train today. Okay. has to be puckered. I don't, I don't think I have a seersucker suit at home. It has, I want it to be like light pink and white. No, it's not going to be pink. Yeah, it has to be like checked. It has to be a checked seersucker mm, baby suit. Baby blue. I'll go with baby blue. No, I can't picture it. No, Powder it has to blue. be. No, it has to be like a, a a red, a red and white, seersucker checked suit, and then you have to wear like a white hat with a straight across. Because that's brim. how that's how Larry Omtrak thinks he's blending in with the regular people, <laughs> like, dressing like the normal people do. Excuse me, commoner. Hi <laughs> <laughs> there, common folk. Life sure is meaningless, ain't it? Mind if I sit here? <laughs> Greg's tilting his invisible hat right now. He's doing this. I'm nodding to him because you know Larry Armstrong's with the common folk. <laughs> All right, so after the show, before the train, we're going and getting Ooh, you some seersucker. Boy, I tell you what, I, I only have declare. five one hundred dollar bills in my pocket today. <laughs> Barely gonna make it through. Like you know something like that. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you have to be constantly dabbing yourself with your bandana. Dabbing yourself with the bandana. Yeah. And then talking about um, uh, something about the country club I went to that was so bad. You know, it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll tell you what, the country club was out of us tea today. It's a, you know, something like something one of those, something like those lines. Oh, my God. Hi there, fellow commoner. It's good. That's how Larry Armstrong's going to be. Oh my God. And then people will be endeared. He's like, oh. Nobody's he's endeared be by being like called us. a commoner. <laughs> <laughs> no one's like, oh, that's sweet. Commoner? Oh. I've always wanted someone to call me a commoner. Just us little folks in here, ain't it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Larry Armstrong. Nice to me. Yeah, Larry Armstrong might have to have a southern. Southern of course, he has to have a, so he's a yes. He has to have a southern accent. Yeah, I mean, if you're a if you're a railroad tycoon, I picture that being a southern. Oh yeah. my god! Oh man, Larry Armstrong, you're way too excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, let's do some ball talk. Land <laughs> sakes. Oh my god. I'm so sitting in the furthest car away from you. (laughs) I'm trying to think of how other ways he can phrase it, because like bad to him would be like staying at a Marriott or something. That's like (laughs) slumming it. Yep, slumming it at the Marriott on my last vacation. Something along those lines. I got to work on it a little bit. Don't say slumming. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's the, but it's Larry, how Larry's going to view the common people. Oh, no. Larry wouldn't think it's slumming, though. You should talk about how you're going to go to the fish market in Seattle. <laughs> I'm going to go to the fish market. Yes, sir. <laughs> Instead of Pike Place. Fish All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk Balls. balls. Edward, brag about your... Oh, no, I'm not going to say that one. <laughs> that's that's funny, though. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Um, all right. In ball talk, we've got some stories. Wow, you have stories for ball talk? I do. Wow. Okay, there we go. First up, 
John Pierre Paul. John Pierre Paul is a defensive end for the New York Giants. Now, he is the guy over the 4th of July weekend who set off a mortar or some kind of fireworks in his hand and blew off at least one of his own fingers. Oh, jeez. But there's something very weird about what's oh, going Oh, so this on. is the guy that nobody's seen, right? No one has seen him. Weird. So he went to the hospital, nobody from the team anyway, and nobody publicly. So he, he went into the hospital, he had his people there, but nobody from the Giants organization, nobody from, uh, yeah, nobody from the media, nobody has been able to actually talk to this guy. That is Or odd. see him. Well, I remember you saying that like a month ago when it happened. Yeah, and it's still the same way. So he is now, I guess, in a private facility. Allegedly, he lost his right index finger, but they don't really know because nobody's been able to see him to see what the damage actually is. Hmm. Or even check up on him to see how he was doing. So the Giants actually said, the the coach and the GM uh, were just like, yeah, we don't have very much information. We don't know. We would love to talk to him just to check up on him. You know, if he needs more help, we've got fine doctors here that can oh, care wow. for him. And they still want to even talk to him about a contract, assuming most of his hand is intact. And yet they, he he won't talk to him. Oh, it has to be worse than what they think. Uh, that's then. what I think. I think it's probably far worse. I don't Fireworks know. scare me. God. I don't know. Ugh. And that's even what uh, one of the coaches said. They're like, if it's... You know, we don't know what it is, but we have to think the worst because he's not talking to us. That is so odd. Yeah, very strange. Huh. So anyway, there's that. John Pierre Paul. Uh, or, was, or was it John Paul Pierre? Jason Pierre Paul. Wait, what? Someone's saying it's Jason Pierre Paul. Oh, it is Jason Pierre Paul. I wrote John Paul in there. <laughs> that was a pope. It was a pope. Well, I just messed up that story pretty good. Yeah, real good. Jason- Hopefully not as bad as he messed up his hand. Jason Pierre Paul. I'm moving on, Baltac. That is odd. Like that is like someone being in the public eye and then just disappearing like that. That's very strange. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on to Baltac. We have this now. You know about the city of Cleveland and their the saddest city in the world. Sports woes. Yes, <laughs> they have not had a championship in any major sport in I don't know. It's like fifty some years. Fifty one years. Fifty one years. And it's gone on so much. And the population is so depressed that there is one gentleman who believes he has figured out how to solve this. And that is to bring in a medium to remove the curse. Now, this guy said, I've been talking about this for a few years and joked with friends that we need a warlock to come in here and lift the curse. I was convinced a higher power was involved. Well, now... They're actually walking through this. So they're, they're taking people through a meditation to take negative belief systems away about Cleveland and try to channel in the good. So they're trying to lift the curse through positive energy. Okay, hippies. And that's what's going on. So anyway, okay. I guess the medium's going to... Did they write a song about it? I'm doing a terrible job in ball talk today. You're doing great. Also, I believe that we're both being affected by the heat. It's warmer in here than you think it is. Your probably. hair is like a giant frizzball right now. Oh, yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there we go. Cleveland trying to lift the curse with a medium. Moving on to Baltuck. Oh, here's the story. <clears throat> Wilmer Flores plays for the New York Mets, Major League Baseball. 
And he is he signed with them. He's from Venezuela. He's 23 years old. He signed with them on his 16th birthday. He was that good of a player. Oh, wow. So playing in the minor leagues. I, I'm not sure where, but whatever. Signed with them when he was 16. So he's been with them pretty much most of his, you know, seven, eight years. But 16 to 23, that's when you're really grown up. He All he knows is the Mets. Mm-hmm. He was pitching a game against the San Diego Padres uh, a couple of days ago. And in the seventh inning, word filtered out to him. Or, I mean, he's the shortstop, excuse me. He wasn't pitching the game. And uh, word word got to him somehow that he had been traded. Oh, in the middle of the game? In the middle of the game. Now, <laughs> normally when trades happen, if some player's getting traded, they immediately pull them from the game, they go to the locker room, and then they have the talk. And like, it, even if it's mid-game, it's like, sorry, you're out of here. And you're getting traded. But this filtered through to him, and he wasn't taken out of the game. But the announcers, as you're watching it, they know that he heard the rumor that everything posted that he had been traded. And they zoomed in on him, and this guy caught on camera, started crying. Oh, Greg, why are you telling me this? And you can see him, he's he's tearing up. Why is that story necessary to tell? He stayed in the, he stayed in the game, and afterwards, the the media asked the manager, like, why'd you keep the guy in the game if he's getting traded? You know, what what come on, what are you doing? What are you doing? Clearly he's very upset. Uh, crying on the field in public during a game and it turned out he was not traded it was a false rumor that had gotten through to him that somebody told him and he in fact was not traded and that's why the manager said he's like I don't know where it came from but we're not trading him so so that's why we kept him fine still cried on the field there's no crying in baseball no crying in baseball all right finally in ball talk we'll just go to this one it's been a potpourri of balls. Just a little, a little smattering. smattering mm-hmm. Little this, little that. Since we will be traveling to Seattle. To the north of us, Sarah. Yes. Who is the most popular athlete in Seattle right now? Or one of the most. It, there's a couple that it could be, but I'd say right this minute, uh, the most the talked about athlete. Player? Yes. Um, the beast mode guy? Not beast mode. Normally it could be beast mode, but right now, just because of what's been going on. I don't know. Who's second most then? Ken Griffey Jr.? Not, no. He's dating Ciara. Oh, uh, I, yes, that guy. Russell Wilson, Sarah. Oh my God, he's your best friend, not mine, You can't go to Seattle and not know who Russell Wilson is. Oh my God. Is he the number 12 or whatever that everyone has? It'd be like being in Portland and not knowing who Damian Lillard is. You don't have to be a fan or like him, but you should know who Damian Lillard is. Okay. Russell Wilson. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry I let you down. (sighs) What about your best friend, Russell Wilson? Two things. One, so he's been working on negotiating a contract. This has been the big thing all summer. Because so far for his first seasons in the NFL. He was under his rookie contract. He went to two Super Bowls. Won one, almost won another one. But he was only being paid a half million dollars, which by NFL standards is pennies. pennies. Yeah, pennies. It really, is, really isn't much money. Well, Larry well, Omtrak would scoff at that amount of money. <laughs> Larry Omtrak throws that away with his old clothes because he doesn't, he doesn't wash his he clothes. He doesn't wear things more than once. No, he only wears them once. Yeah. The pocket change in there, pff, to the dump. No need for me. All right. So Russell Wilson has been negotiating this contract. Now, while this whole contract negotiation has been going on, still going down to the hospital once a week to go see the kids. He goes and visits the sick kids every week. 
Your best friend Russell Wilson is a very nice young man. Isn't he? Mm-hmm. Isn't he? He's not blowing his fingers off with fireworks. No. He's going down and visiting the kids there. Oh, that's very nice. Yes. He also claims he's absent. I think he's all churchy. Too, oh, yeah. He says he's like celibate yeah. or something. I just I, I ignore the churchy part. Okay. I mean, whatever. You can be churchy if you want to. That's fine. <laughs> I like how you're using that as an adjective. Churchy. churchy. You can be churchy if you want to be churchy. Churchy. Churchy's fine. Preachy, I don't like. Oh, yeah. That's different. Yeah. So he's still been doing that. And it has been announced. He has signed a four-year extension worth approximately $60 million. Oh, Actually, that's a, that's $91 million because there's a $31 million signing bonus. That's how they get around that. So he's going to be the second highest paid quarterback next year, I believe, is what that's going to make him just behind Aaron Rodgers. Wow. That is, that is quite an extension. So Russell Wilson locked in with the Seahawks for the next few years and in honor of that, Sarah. Oh, God. This is a song. About Russell Wilson. By a man named Tim Crispy. Tim Crispy? Tim Crispy. No one's talking about me and my Seahawks. My friend. Hey, League. How you doing? His name is Russell. Last name Wilson. Oh, I remember this song. Post or take it to the house. Three is his number. Plays in Seattle. And don't forget it, Lee. His name is Russell. In April 2012, he sat there and he lasted. I had to ask myself, will he ever get drafted? I can't believe this guy actually recorded this and like listened back to it. And he's like, oh, that's spot on, man. Okay, Greg, the smug look on your face right now. It's time to put this rumor and lie to a rest. And just like the coffee says, he yells best. Hey, Lee. Okay. <laughs> Tim Crispy. <sighs> Mr. Crispy. Think we'll get to meet Tim Crispy in Seattle? Probably a better chance than meeting Russell Wilson. <laughs> okay. Russell, if you're listening, though, we'll, we'll be in Seattle if you'd like to hang out or whatever. That was just sad. Sierra's there. That'd be awesome, too. Okay. Does she have a sister? That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Wow. I totally forgot about that song. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that, is, that is the song. Well, Sarah, we are, of course, going on our next adventure to Seattle, oh, which is tonight. But where we can always go on an adventure is next adventure right here in Portland. Find sponsor Fun Employment Radio. We're so stupid. I, <laughs> the heat has got to me. I'm messing it all up, of course. Next adventure, uh, whose hat I was wearing... In my photo radar ticket that I got, which I'm sure they're very stoked about the publicity I gave them for that. Brian shared it. <laughs> Did he share it? He shared the picture. Uh, Deacon Brian. Uh, Brian um, of Deacon Brian, the owners of Next Adventure. <laughs> okay, then, then good. Um, so Next Adventure is a fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, and they really are a fantastic place. I noticed some people have been talking about getting camping gear, especially online. I saw a bunch of people saying, oh, I need to get some... New, a new tent or a sleeping I'm gonna bag. I'm going to need to get bear bells for Alaska. Oh, my God. Do you think they sell bear yeah, bells I'm sure at, they sell, at Next Adventure? I'm sure they do sell bear bells uh, at Next Adventure. And it really is the best place to go. They have the best prices, 
and the best gear, and it's local. I see a lot of people saying, oh, go to REI or go someplace like that or U.S. Outdoor Store. No, go to Next Adventure. They're local, like, and they're really, really a great They're real store. people. They're, they're real awesome. people. And uh, and they're very fantastic. So next adventure, nextadventure.net is the website. You can buy stuff on there as well. So even if you're not here in town, um, but the main stores are on Stark and Grand, and they are fantastic. They are next adventure. Greg, I have a surprise for you. What? What are you doing a Squatch Watch for? There's a Squatch in these woods. Squatch watches are my thing. Squatch. It's a surprise squatch on you, Greg. Well, <sighs> well, I'm sorry. I have to tell you the story because I wanted to tell you about the story. Like, you can't have all the squatch watches because sometimes you have to, to be the surprised squats, by a squatch. They're my thing, though. Well, I'm sorry. You're just gonna have to whine about it. All right, this is a squatch I do close squatch to us, Greg. Greg's <laughs> throwing a squatch tantrum right now. I do squatch watches. Squatch them. <laughs> all right, Greg. This is a pretty close, actually. Now, this is a tale of love. Across the ages and species. And it's from Belfair, Washington. Okay. And this is a story of a woman named Nancy Hogart. Now, Nancy Hogart has come out with some shocking facts. And she has, in fact, admitted that she and the infamous Bigfoot have been in a sexual relationship since 2008. And they are now trying to start a family. What? Yes. Nancy Hogart uh, told She's Bigfoot Tracker. She said, she said she's banging a squatch. Nancy was talking to Bigfoot Tracker. Uh, she claims that Bigfoot lives in Mason County, Washington, and that she first encountered the beast while she was tending to her garden. Uh, Nancy Hogart says she, he is so sweet and caring. He brings me flowers and mushrooms. What? Is this real? It's a squatch watch. Let's take everything in moderation here. Holds me while we stargaze. Uh, the Squatch Watch community may not take this woman seriously. The only downside is that he doesn't speak English. I've taught him how to say my name, but it's kind of garbled when he says it. He calls me Nunzi. <laughs> this is not real. Because all the other Squatch Watches are. That is real. Nancy Hogart says that they're trying for a baby with no <laughs> luck thus far, but she's confident it will happen. She said, uh, once I'm pregnant, Bigfoot, or John as I call him, and I are going to settle down. And John. <laughs> John Bigfoot. Johnny Bigfoot. Domesticated life in my house. He loves living in the forest, but I'm sick of having to travel out there. Um, <laughs> so she wants him to move in with her to her house. Uh, she's also going to legally change her name from Nancy Hogart to Nancy Bigfoot. <laughs> Of course, the big question is, will Nancy Bigfoot reveal her lover to the public? Uh, will humanity finally have proof that Bigfoot does indeed exist? Uh, Nancy says that she's not good. She's going to be she's hesitant about introducing the world uh, to her future husband. Because in the live chat says, uh, I'm going to guess she's being bamboozled by some sort of gross hairy mountain man. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm a Bigfoot. Yeah. Nancy. Oh, it's going through your garden there. Notice. Uh. How you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm a Bigfoot. <laughs> uh, Nancy Bigfoot says uh, government scientists I'll still live will just, out here in your shack. <laughs> try to take him and dissect him, so I don't want anything to happen to Bigfoot John. <laughs> That's... She did say, however, she's not above selling tufts of his fur. <laughs> For profit. Wait, is it Bigfoot John or John Bigfoot? She, she calls him Bigfoot, but then she also likes to call him John. I think it would be John Bigfoot. John Bigfoot. First name John, last name Bigfoot. Sure. I'm going to start calling you Greg Bigfoot. Greg Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. 
All right, there you have it. I just want to let you know that the Sasquatch lives in Mason County, so you're welcome. I do think there's a Sasquatch in these woods. Well. I will use this story as an anecdote when I'm uh, talking to different people on the train. You're talking to train people? Mm -hmm, When I'm talking to the train people. The commoners. Larry Armstrong. Oh my God! Head Stop of the Armstrong Our window is open, and you sound insane. Stop yelling! <laughs> you, uh, of course, we sound insane. This entire <laughs> building is probably terrified of us. Nobody ever talks our studio to is. us. No, no one ever talks. Nobody to even us. looks at us. They don't even give eye contact. No, to we us. don't get any eye contact. Mm-mm. They see me going into the door, and they like look at the me, look at the door, and they're like, "Oh, so you're no. you're that." Our last friends were were Brahim and Hana. Well, I guess Andrew's down the down the hall, but we haven't seen. Yeah, him. Yeah, we forever. rarely see him. Yeah, yeah. And Brahim and Hana moved out, so and then Ibrahim yeah. was across, and then he moved yeah. out. So Why yeah, does we're on our keep own. Leaving us, Greg. I don't know. We're on our own. We're on our own. And we, but I think I think it's kind of good. I think everybody else in this building where our studio is is probably scared of us. I think they because are because we sound insane. We do, and we have like a lot of loud, like boisterous comedians mm-hmm. and and. Greg screaming Larry Armstrong. And I'm talking about Sasquatch sex. Like, nobody wants to be our friends. No. Mm-mm. I wouldn't want to. Oh, okay. Happy birthday, Ben. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. I'm damn right. Ben, you bastard, you're supposed to tell us when it's your birthday. All right, there we go. Um, yeah. I feel like my brain is cooked. I think we've done done some good work here. Mm-hmm. We've done I the Lord's so work too. today. I was just going to say that. Mm-hmm. Are you going to play the closing music? Nope, or we're just going to be gonna here, forever. here in silence, or maybe we're going to run the show. This is a professional show. We do five days a week right here at Fun Employment Radio. We've devoted our lives to this, so yep. uh, there's this is that. The, what's come of it. Our parents are real proud of us. Real proud. Real proud. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Go to funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe if you would like to support Fun Employment Radio for $6.99 a month. The first week is free. It means you get to listen live. Uh, you get uh, access to the archives. You get to listen to all of the other fine shows that are on this network. And it helps us maintain bringing this content. If you've enjoyed our content, um, you know, consider it if you've got $6.99 a month. What were you? I'm just laughing at the Nancy, <laughs> the Bigfoot story. You're still laughing. <laughs> it's so funny. She's she's not going to show anybody Bigfoot, but she will sell tufts of his hair. <laughs> this is going to be one of the stories. Yeah, when I sit down next to somebody, you know, uh, in Washington, there's a lady banging a Bigfoot. <laughs> you know that Bigfoot does exist, and he's actually right up the road from yeah. us. Sexual relations with him. She has sexual relations. I wonder if I'll big... get in trouble if I sit down and start talking about <laughs> Bigfoot. You know, there's. There's a lady in Washington that has sexual relations with well, Bigfoot. Don't talk to people. <laughs> That'll be the first thing I say when I sit down. I'll just sit across from someone. <laughs> just don't even give anyone an opportunity to talk. Just kind of turn slowly and be like, you know, there's a woman oh. named Nancy Hoggard who is having sex with Bigfoot. <laughs> just don't, and then I'll say, and then say nothing here. else. Then nothing else and just stare at them. They're trying to make a baby. <laughs> They're trying to make a baby. Doesn't seem right if you ask me. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Yeah, I need to stop talking. Yes, we both do. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Go to funemploymentradio.com. I don't think you're saying the right things. Coming up later on today at drive time at the drive-in at 5.30 p.m., uh, Aaron is going to be playing the Top Gun soundtrack. Oh, awesome. Badass. 
So that's going to be right here at Fun Employment Radio. All right, thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Bye-bye. Pay attention to our Twitter account tomorrow. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.